0: Hello, welcome to Raw Japan, episode 47. This is Brandon Chin, broadcasting from Itoshima, Fukuoka. And today we're going to speak about speaking Japanese in Japan. Uh, I've lived in Japan for four years and I've been speaking for six. And I am still not natively fluent. I would say I'm fluent because I can handle myself in most conversations that I'm in. Even if I don't understand the the topic, I can... uh, Get to an understanding by asking questions and etc. And while my grammar is, is not always perfect and I don't know all the words, I think fluency is about uh, adapting in situations you're not prepared for, and I can do that. As for native fluency, that's where I start to think about uh, getting your grammar to a native level, so you're, you're really reducing the mistakes to almost zero and you know uh, enough vocab to sound like a functional adult, as well as being literate, which means you can pick up anything and read it in Japanese. So I am working towards that, and one of my goals is to make, give a speech uh, at TED in Fukuoka or somewhere in Japan uh, in Japanese. And uh, if somebody were to hear this speech, Without watching the video, I would want them to mistake me for a native Japanese person. So that's my aim. That's where I'm going for it. Uh, I think speaking Japanese while living in Japan has really helped me develop a lot of relationships that uh, are dear to me. And I feel very grateful and fortunate to have made these uh, relationships. But also understanding that I put in the work to, to be able to these relationships and I will keep working to deepen them um, in the beginning it was mostly I mostly just spent my time with Japanese people that spoke English and now I'm able to hang out with Japanese people that do not speak a lick of English and be fine um, but like always since time at international well, I'm, a I'm an international person, but I don't know what that means, but uh, Japanese people use that phrase sometimes, right? but um, to avoid saying foreigner. But yeah, most or I find myself gravitating towards Japanese people that have spent time abroad or that do speak a little bit of English or have expose, exposure to learning English outside of school because it they have a different mindset and perspective. They have a world view that is not so narrow. Whereas Japanese people that, uh, usually, Japanese people that have never been abroad and don't speak any other language are usually close-minded. Just like you'd meet people in the U.S. or other countries that have never left their town. They only can see from one perspective, right? and that's boring, and you know, I don't got time for boring people, <laughs> we're gonna die people, we're going to die, so I like to spend my time with people that I enjoy, and usually those are people that have traveled. Um, but speaking Japanese in Japan is very useful because most Japanese people do not speak another language, so, uh, and it just shows respect for the culture, and Japanese is beautiful, like. It, at least in my experience, you can ex, ex, uh, express yourself better, or no, you can express yourself uh, more creatively, I think, in Japanese than English. English takes more words to, you can't be as succinct when you're describing, uh, for example, things of beauty, uh, usually things having to do with art or creativity and spiritual stuff as well. Whereas in English, you have to... It just gets long, yeah? Um, an example, here's an example. Uh, one of my favorite movies I spoke about this on a previous episode is Mujo, Mujo, which is like impermanence in English. But the concept, I mean, like, even if I say that to most general... Like an average Japanese person, they'll, they're will they very surprised because it goes beyond just, you know, what we would expect in English. Oh, impermanence, it means things are always transient and changing. It's a Buddhist concept. But in, in Japanese, it holds more weight. To it. And there are a lot of phrases like that that really, it's hard to express the... The heaviness behind the word, and I think um, as I learn more Japanese, I'm becoming more attuned to that weight, and I'm able to kind of more decipher which situation this word would be more appropriate. And although I have, I still got a lot to learn, but from compared to when I was first here in Japan, I am more attuned the situation and like okay that's not going to work here that's a little bit too heavy for the people here so let's adapt and change it for their ears um, but yes now for speaking Japanese in Japan I think a lot of people will have interest in learning another language and what I did basically was I uh, just forced myself in situations where I couldn't use English and in the beginning, that looked like volunteering uh, with Woof, which is like a vol, it's like a sustainable program where you exchange your time uh, and a few hours of work for uh, cultural exchange, basically, and it's available in a lot of different countries. But I did it in Japan, and I was living with families and. Most mostly entrepreneurs that were building a business and were using or using sustainable methods to run their business <laughs> and uh, a lot of these people were older and didn't speak any english and it helped me really push through uh, the initial blocks in learning japanese because i had the environment so when i was Using apps like Anki, which is like a space repetition app that you can make note cards. And the time, it's basically timed out the amount of information you learned and the reviews that are shown so that your brain can really suck up and absorb all the stuff. Uh, and the books and stuff that I would read for grammar. I mean, I didn't really use many textbooks because I'm not really good that way for learning. But the environment helped all of that. So uh, I think before jumping on the textbooks and all that stuff, I think first and foremost, to create the environment is the most important. So if you're... Um, I was exposed early on to Ajat, this is a website that's this. it's called All Japanese All the Time, and it's a method where you basically do everything in your life in Japanese, and this guy basically spent like a year and a half, uh, I think it was Canadian, it might be from the U.S., but he's ethnically Nigerian, he was born in the U.S., or Canada, <laughs> Canada, or Canada. and um, he basically became natively fluent in like a year and a half and went on to work at Sony, I think, and did a bunch of translation and stuff. And I bought some of his products in the past as well, but he basically did everything in Japanese to the point where he was sleeping with with headphones on playing Japanese content. And that's the extreme of it, but I think the intention is is proper because is appropriate for most people because you need... If you're not in Japan, you got to mimic that abroad if you really want to... I mean, of course, it depends on your goals, but if you really want to learn Japanese in the most effective, fastest way, it's probably best for you to listen to as much Japanese as you can, watch as many shows, read as many books, or just have Japanese around you so that you're motivated because motivation once the motivation dies your language learning dies <laughs> um, and I've been able to really keep that going throughout six years by doing something in Japanese every day even if that's like looking at a page from a book for like a few minutes and then shutting that like that's still keeping the fire lit and I think that's the most important thing Uh, if you're trying to live here, but if you're traveling as well, speaking Japanese really enriches your experience because you can get to know people, meet people that you never would have had if you didn't speak the language. Otherwise, if you go around speaking, do you speak English? Speak Like, nah, this is a different country. They're not required to speak English because you don't know their language. So I think, it's if anything, you are traveling there. So the expectation is on you to at least speak a little uh, of the local language, in this case, Japanese. So uh, this is why I add this part or include online Japanese classes with my guide experience, Rajpan, Japan, because it really enriches Joining a tour or activities that have you running through the city at uh, a very rigid schedule, you're probably not going to have to speak into Japanese because you're you're just flying through everything. First of all, and second of all, your tour guide is probably going to do all of the translation or it's really interpre- interpretation. When I say translation, people understand what I mean. Um, but if you. Uh, you really want to slow down and absorb all of the things around you and really con- make connections that you can uh, foster and go back as well, I think speaking the language is important. And of course, nobody's asking you to become fluid before you come. I mean, it's difficult and it's not realistic, it's unrealistic. <laughs> but. In my service, I like to give you an introduction to at least handling yourself uh, throughout the area. Reservations, but also being able to make light conversation with the locals. So introducing yourself, asking the others about what they do, and... Uh, why they enjoy living in this area, etc. And then from there, you can um, you can let the conversation naturally flow. The conversation in Japanese. Japanese people really appreciate that when you try to speak their language. It shows respect. And, um, I guess respect is very important to them in Asia because these civilizations are old, not like the teeny American uh, society. That's like America is basically the teenager of the world. I mean, there are some buildings in Europe that are older than the US. And you can you imagine Asia? Like, come on. People have been doing it for a long time, and um, it's some, there's something to learn here, I think, about human relations. So, before you come to Japan, uh, dip yourself in some Japanese, and if you'd like to, you like me to arrange the stuff for you and work with you on really creating a enriching experience and just. Go to brandonchin.net/backslash/change and book a call, and we can jump on and talk for right 45 minutes and see what you really, uh, what you, who do you want to become after your trip here, and what you would like to do to become that person. And if you're interested in my books, go to brandonchin.net/backslash/raw, and you can get some, uh, some of my print books and or ebooks. About Japanese culture and just a problem in society that I'm interested in learning about, like environmental sustainability, climate change, or uh, the comfort women issue here in Japan, or the Nanking Massacre. So go to one of those sites if you're interested in learning more about Japanese culture and connecting to the people here. See you on the next episode. And I'm going to go blow my nose. It's stuffy. Good night. Oyasiminasa.